Welcome back to the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Michael Fleischman. Joined alongside me is my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Bear. Nick, how's it going? I'm actually doing really well. Um, we're doing this before the playoffs start. We're a couple days away from the playoffs now. Football is back. The NBA is right around the corner. School's going well. Really can't complain. How are you doing? Not a lot to complain about. Back from Catalina after three days on a school trip. Voice is a little shot, so apologies for that. Um, that was an experience, to say the least. You know, we were talking about it off camera. When you're living with the people that you see every day, five out of the seven days of the week, tends to, tends to get a little weird. Um, oh, I don't absolutely. Yeah. You're with your teachers overnight, too. It's just like, this is really weird. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable, a little weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm here. I guess the regular season's complete. Got playoffs, got all that shit. Uh, let's just go right into it. So, we'll start. Milestones, obviously, the most recent one. Aaron Judge is now the American League home run king. You can argue he is the single season home run king. I'm not one of those people. Nick, I don't think you are either. Um, but I'm not. 1,000%, the American League home run king. 62 home runs, 61 years after Maris is 61. A phenomenal season. The dude literally said, Fuck the Yankees. Fuck their $200 plus million offer. I'm betting on myself, and I think this is the best bet he's ever made. Maybe anyone's ever made. You know, I was just thinking that myself earlier today. I'm like, this has to be the best contract year ever for an athlete in sports history. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's absurd. You look at the numbers, they're video game-like. Uh, uh, an OPS that starts with 1.1 is, is, is absurd. And I mean, this guy played 157 games after playing 148 the year prior. Well, his biggest knock was, oh, he can't stay healthy. He's done just that the last two years. And he's finished. He finished fourth MVP voting last year. He's going to win it this year. Leads the Finishes mm-hmm. the year leading the league in home runs, RBIs, runs scored, on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS+, and total bases along with intentional walks with 19 of them. Finished second in batting average to Lisa Rise. I believe he was three or four points behind him for the Triple Crown. Uh, what What didn't he do? I mean, he played center field. Literally in the middle of his prime, just got his position changed and played center field. No big deal. There's nothing he didn't do for the Yankees this year. He did everything. Actually, he did more than you could have asked for. I don't think anyone expected this. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. His slash line, 311, 425, 686. 62 home runs, 131 rabies, 16 stolen bags, an, a war, uh, a B war. No, an F war of 11.5, 207 WRC+. Plus. Barrel percentage of 26 and a half, walk percentage of about 16. Uh, it, it's incredible. It's absurd. 
I mean, since the start of 2021, Aaron Judge has played 94% of the 324 games the Yankees have played. But the media will tell you that he hasn't stayed on the field. I mean, come on. I mean, rightfully so, before last season, he did have struggles. But the past two years, he's really gotten rid of that narrative. And I don't personally see anyone bring that up anymore. And I don't think it's... It should or will be a narrative going into free agency. Obviously, still has the playoffs to go, but sure. free agency with the contract that past injuries could always affect it, but I don't think it's going to be much of a narrative. Yeah, I mean, Barry Bonds is the only position player who can claim to having a higher F4 in any season than Aaron Judge's 2022 in the post-integration era. There's one man. Who who can have a who who has it had a better season, and he was juiced out of his mind. This is an incredible season. We just watched literal history in the making, absolutely incredible. Now we move on to Albert Pujols, who hits his seven hundred career home run, and that's just good shit. Like you love the fact that Albert got there, and he got three more on top of it. Finishes his career with seven hundred and three home runs. 2,218 RBIs, an OPS plus of 145, an OPS of 918, a slugging of almost 515, all base percentage over 370, a batting average approaching 300, a war of over 100. And he, he came to the end needed 21. I'm going to keep it a bean. I didn't think he could do it. He did it. Um, like a, a great year. Him and Yachty. You know, they go out on top. Obviously, the playoffs still to come, so those numbers might increase a little bit depending on how far the Cardinals go. But a, really a historic year for baseball, Nick. I, yeah, I didn't think that he would get to 700 either because, you know, he was with the Dodgers for most of last season. The Angels released him around May or June of last year, and then he came over to L.A., Um and he actually said he felt rejuvenated once he came to L.A., and that's what made him play another year fittingly with the Cardinals and now in the playoffs. Um, and he got to 700, and sure enough, he got to 700 Against in Dodgers. L.A., Hollywood, Friday night. I mean, you couldn't have drawn it up any better, I don't think, except for the part where it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Of course, because, you know, we love Apple TV+. Plus. I, I mean – it's 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 crazy to me. He played 109 games, hit 24 homers, had an OPS plus of 154, an OPS five points away from 900. This is no slouch year. The guy's 42. He'll be 43 in 93 days. He's he's a couple months removed. He's a couple months away from being 43 years of age, and just had one of the one of the better seasons in all of baseball after seemingly ending his career ish i mean if if he could have played 150 games this year he would have been a legit all-star like he made the all-stars a legend this year which isn't like a legit all-star but i mean he deserves it anyways but like he would have had an actual like i don't know would some people even be talking about him having mvp yeah like the dude just turned back the clock. Now, I have a little bit of my suspicions as how he turned back the clock, but like, it's still impressive regardless. 
Uh, Miguel Cabrera gets the 3,000 hits. That was earlier in the year. Another, yeah, another really bad year for Miggy. I mean, for his standards, he's only had one good year since 2017, not even, and it was 2018 where he played 38 games and an 843 OPS. And I mean, his last couple of years, one, two, and I'm going to click all these shits on baseball uh, reference. I mean, from 2017 to 2022, an average OPS plus of 96, a 715 OPS, 61 homers, 294 RBIs, triple slash line, 262, 330, 385. The last five years have not been kind to Miguel Cabrera, um, but it is nice to see him get uh, get that 3,000 hit. And I guess that's out of the way. Um, yeah, yeah. One, uh, just one thing I wanted to ask you when it comes to Albert Pujols hitting 700 and Judge hitting 60, 61, and 62, because those, those were all historic home runs. Yep. If you caught the ball, what would you do? Because there's been this big debate about it. And the guy who got 700 from Albert kept the ball. It back, yeah. We don't know yet what the guy with 62 from Judge is going to do yet. What would you do in that situation? Well, all right. So, Here's the thing. We know how much this is, right? And that's life-changing money. And we know that organizations are going to go get it for the play. I'm going to put myself in the, in the Yankees situation, the Yankees shoes. They need Judge back next year. They'll do whatever they fucking can to get Aaron Judge back next year in pinstripes. They will go and bid for that ball. And I got no problem putting that ball up for auction. Give me five mil. You think it's too much? All right. I'll keep it. I'll go to the Giants next year. No big deal. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I I will I would have the, the end intention of giving it back, but I expect a little bit of, of money in return. I mean, is that so outlandish to say, Nick? I would I would expect more than money, actually, when it's historic balls like that. Like, I would expect, like, meet the player – Season tickets, money, bat, glove, jersey. Like, I would ask for it all. Why not? I mean. Yeah. I, 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 and again, I want to reiterate my intention, my end goal is for them to have the ball. I just want to get a little something. You know what I mean? As long as I get something in return, I'm fine giving it up. But it's got to be, like, something that's worth it. I don't think you can just give. Like, if I just got a bat in return, I don't think I would do the deal. Like, yeah. that ball. No, 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 no way. I'm not doing that deal either. Um, two playoff droughts broken. We'll start with the, the smaller one to go to the bigger bigger one. The Phillies, I mean, great. Like, y'all will be gone in the first round. They, I don't really care. I'm not going to harp too much on this. The more important one was the Seattle Mariners. I think this was kind of expected that this is what they would do. Um, good for Seattle. I, I'm happy for the city. I'm happy for the fans. I'm happy for the team. Their future is so bright. They have, you know, Seattle fans have endured 20 years of no playoff baseball. And uh, they finally get to uh, get to play in October. And, I'm, you know, who cares if it's the expanded playoffs because everyone gets the expanded playoffs now. They're in. I'm excited to, to see what they can do. I don't think they're going to go very far, but, you know, you love a good story. Yeah, it's it's a nice story. I mean, it was a great way that they even made it in. It was Bottom of the nine tied one to one. Cal Rayleigh with two outs, full count, hit a home run down the line. I mean, it was, you couldn't have drawn it up any better than that to end a 20 year drought. But I mean, it's just crazy to think they had it 
they haven't made the playoffs in your entire lifetime. Nope. And they made it once in my lifetime. That is just crazy to think about. But yeah, I'm happy for them. I mean, like you said, their future is bright. Julio Rodriguez is going to be a stud for years to come. Um, and now they're, I believe, in prime position to go spend in the offseason. I agree with you. They may not make a deep playoff run, but I think I think they can beat the Blue Jays. I don't know that they will, but I think they can. Um, but they're in prime position to make the playoffs every year for at least the next few years. So uh, wild card series begins on October 7th. The first seed buys of the Dodgers and the Astros, second seed of the Yanks and the Braves. The AL wild card is the six seed Rays at the three seed Guardians. The winner goes on to play the Yanks, and then the five seed Mariners go to play the four seed Jays. The winner goes on to play the Astros. Nick, I'll give you my pick for Rays Guardians. I have the Rays. I think it's best. Of, it's it's a best of three series. Yeah. Yeah, best of three. All right, I got the Rays winning both games. No third series. No third game necessary. And then I got the Mariners winning in three. Okay. I, you know, for me, I, the guardians are probably my team that I, that I think is a dark horse to make a run in the playoffs. So I'm actually going to go with the guardians here. I just think the Rays offense is way too streaky and not good enough. Um, And they're actually starting Shane McClanahan game one for, and for as good as he was in the first half of the season, he's been just as bad in the second half. And I think they should have gone with Drew Rasmussen here. Um, And the fact that you're not giving him the ball. Shout out Carter. He's not even going game two. He's not even going game two. So they're saving him for either game three or if they make it to the next round. So the fact that they're not giving their best pitcher the ball in this series, the first two games, they're out. And uh, I'm going to go with the Mariners just because I think it's a great story. Uh, And then the NL wild card is the six-seed Phillies at the three-seed Cardinals. They go and play the Braves. And then the five-seed Padres at the four-seed Mets. They go to play the Dodgers. Uh, I've got the Cardinals winning in three. I think the Phillies, like, snatch a game, get some sort of an implosion. And then I got a Padre game. I got Padres winning in three also. I just don't think the Mets are that good. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well here. I just, you know, Albert, Yachty, you you didn't even mention Adam. Wayno. With them, um, Goldschmidt probably the MVP in the NL, likely Arenado MVP candidate. I think that team, while very streaky, they're good enough to get by the Phillies and then Padres Mets. I'm really torn on this because I actually think this is going to be a good series, but I I will go with the Padres here uh, to face your NL West rival rival Dodgers. Um, air quotes there. Uh, the Mets collapsed. I mean, listen, the Mets still had 101 wins, so it's not like they had a bad season. There's got to be a clip. There's got to be a clip that I can pull up where I say that the Mets are going to met. Got to be a clip somewhere. It's fine. I know you said that to me like off air before. There's got to be a clip I have somewhere. I I knew that they'd fuck up. I knew that something would happen. I don't know if you heard what Buck Showalter said, but uh, the plan right now is for DeGrom to not go in that series. They're trying to save him for game one of the NLDS if they make it. They want that's to that's such a pre- that's so presumptuous to, and that's exactly. And I guess that's what we're going along the lines of what the Rays are doing with Rasmussen. Is is why are you doing that? Because nothing is guaranteed, dude. You guys had the NL East in the bag. Like everyone thought you had the NL East in the bag, and you fumbled it. 
you think you got the Padres series in the bag. What happens if you lose? You don't get another chance. You just get to sit at home for the, until fucking February, March. Like, you have to put your best guys out there unless there's something wrong with the ground that they don't want to tell us, which I would also not be surprised about. He's also made a class. I, like, I saw something. I think DeGrom's 34 and so is Clayton Kershaw. And we look at Clayton Kershaw as like this old dude who, you know, is about to pass pass away and like fall over because his hip broke. I mean, they're they're the same age. Yeah, Kershaw's been doing it for a little while longer. But Jacob Degrom is always injured. Like we are we are losing prime years of, I think one of the most talented pitchers we've ever seen. I I would have to agree with you. I mean, speaking of Kershaw, real quick. He had two injuries this year. He was on the IL twice with back injuries. Uh, but since returning from the second back injury, he's looked as good as I've seen him in years. I'll say that. Um, but, you know, I, I think going back to how you line up your pitchers in a wild card series, I think that's the excitement and drama of this wild card series and why teams want to avoid it. Because you look at game one, game one is important because if you don't win game one, game two, you're already facing elimination. Um, but then do you want your best guy? So do you want your best guy in game one so you can get that one elite? Do you want your best guy in game two in an elimination game? Or do you want your best guy in game three, do or die? Because you can't have them go to starts in that series because there's no days off. It's Friday through Sunday. And that's the advantage that the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, and Braves have. It's a five-game series, a couple built-in days off for travel where you can have your Game one guy also go game five or game four on short rest if needed. That's part of the excitement and drama here in the wild card series. Yeah, but there, there's so much room for error. And it's like, all right, you don't go and put your best pitcher on the mound. What happens if you lose? How stupid. Because he could look great. He could win and he, they could win and he looked great. But if they lose, you're going to get a lot of why the fuck was Jacob DeGrom not on the mound? Why was the yeah. why was the best pitcher in baseball not on the mound? Yeah, I mean, I really think it goes both ways because the other way you look at this too, let, let's just say the Mets went into with Scherzer and Bassett. Now Showalter looks like a genius because he's got DeGrom going game one. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, exactly. But then there's you the flip side. Get, I get what you're saying. You have to get there first. And, and and it's so much easier said than done because we all assume that the Mets were going to win the East and they yeah. collapsed. Well, they assumed. I knew. I knew. Every, I know everything. Um, I mean, the, the other thing is also the matchup. Like, you don't want your number four guy going up against the Dodgers in game one. You do not want that. I, I And... Scherzer starting game one of the wild card series and Bassett going game two, neither of them will be ready for game one either of an NLDS. So it, yeah. you're really in a tough spot. You're, you really are, but I agree with you. You just got to go with your best guys in the first round. And, and it's it's the gamble that you're taking, going back on what you said, if they get there and DeGrom's going game one for the NLDS, Buck looks like a genius. But if they don't, how stupid does it look? Like oh, you're, you're you're like saying, nah, I'm I'm a pass on a chance to get a dub. Like I understand 
where you're coming from, but you can't do that. The that strategy you can't that do something stupid. that stupid. It's so um, dumb. So yeah, the fucking I mean, Rays and the Mets are going to lose. They're both idiots. Yeah, like I mean, Kevin Cash would have learned his lesson after pulling Snell. That's true. But Kevin Cash even decided to go Tyler Glass now game two, and he's only started two games off of Tommy John surgery. and hasn't gone five in either of those starts. Like, you don't do that. That makes no sense. All right. Then again, do you want Tyler Glass now going in a game three win or go home? I don't think you want that either, per se, you know? Dude, I don't know. Fuck the Rays. I hope they lose. But look, this is the this is the first year of this type of playoff format. And it's gonna be funky. It's, it's gonna, gonna be weird. funky, but I think it's gonna be exciting for the fans. We get a few more games. Um and, you know, there's going to be some years where we get got teams that get in that aren't necessarily playoff teams. Yeah. But I think all these teams, while not all 12 of them are World Series contenders, there's only really like three or four that are contenders. I think all these teams deserve to be in the playoffs for sure. Mm, sure. Fuck the Rays. They don't deserve anything. Oh, shit. All right. So you said, uh, you said, Cleve- you said Cleveland. I said Tampa, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so that means Tampa. You, I got I got Tampa, the Yanks. I got the Yanks winning. You got Cleveland, the Yankees. Who you got winning that? I'll go the Yankees in that. All right, and then we got the Astros beating whoever they play. We both said Seattle. I think I think Astros beat Seattle. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, I think Atlanta beat St. Louis, and I think the Dodgers beat the Padres. We're gonna get Dodgers Braves again. I mean, it's becoming a pattern. Um, we're gonna get Yanks Astros again. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I hate to sound like this, but like those four teams just look like they're gonna be really tough out in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like it, it, it's hard to. I mean, so where I'm coming from is sure you you could go with like. Oh, fuck, oh, the Seattle might win, or oh, you know, don't count the Mets out. Why? Why? I've get, I've heard, I've seen so much on Twitter. Don't count the Mets out. Don't count the Mets out. Don't forget about the Mets. What about the Mets? What about the Mets? Like, like, honestly, what about the Mets? They fucked everybody, dude. Everyone was like, "Oh, great, the Mets," except for me, of course. You know everything. They yeah, collapsed. I mean, they collapsed. How can you trust a team like this with a manager as incompetent as Buck Showalter is? Sorry, I, I don't. I disagree with Buck being incompetent, but I just I also disagree with this decision in the wild card series. I'll give you that, but I I think I think Buck is the reason they're even in it in the first place. Like I think Buck is a great leader. Yeah, I just think when you get to playoff time, when was the last time Buck managed? The Orioles uh, in 2016, maybe when Carnazio hit that. Remember, is everything changed? A lot, yeah. That was the game where he left Jimenez, Ubaldo Jimenez, with Zach Britton warming up in the bullpen, the best reliever that season. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. So. Yikes. But, yeah, yeah. He was he was the best reliever, the best relief pitcher season that we've seen in maybe 50 years in the pen. 
And now he's oh. not now he's not gonna start the best pitcher in baseball. There's a pattern. Buck doesn't like pitching as good pitchers. Right. But again, I I I uh I stand by my statement that they don't make it this far, even to this point, without without Buck Showalter. I don't think they would have. Yanks Astros, fuck it. Yankees in six. Yankees in six. They win in New York. They piss in Houston's mouth. Okay. You go ahead. The Yankees will, they will do it. Listen. Listen. Your Don, we were like, he sucks. He's terrible. He's not good anymore. Overrated. Glaber's heating up. DJ's back. Stanton's heating up. Donaldson's had a good swing or two. (laughs) Oswaldo Cabrera is here. Trevino is here. Rizzo is here. And of course... Aaron Judge is here. The pitchers are ready. Sevy, Cole, Jamo, Nestor, Sunday. Herman, Domingo. Oh. oh, okay. They're ready. Chapman better not be on no fucking playoff roster. Then who takes his spot? Because there aren't several guys out right now. That's the problem. Who you take his spot. His spot. Okay. Anybody. I, I, that's, that's the question I have with the Yankees is in a long series. What's their bullpen situation right now? I mean, I know Holmes might be back for the ALCS. Holmes, yeah, you no, know, he'll be back for the DS. I think they said the DS. Okay. All right, so, 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 so it'll, it, it'll be, it'll be Holmes, Wandy, Will Weisinger, Marinaccio. So that's four. Um, probably Clark will be there. Um, I don't know. They might fuck around and put Domingo in the bullpen and go with four starters, which I would not be opposed to in the slightest. Um, oh, Lou Trevino and Lucas Licky. Although, Ron Marinaccio, you know he's out through the ALDS, right? They put what? him in IL. Ron Marinaccio is out through the ALDS. He went on the IL like yesterday day when you were on your trip. Bro, what the fuck? A uh, 15-day injured list on October 4th. He's doing a stress reaction. A stress reaction is in his right shin. Oh, my fucking God. So he's out through the ALDS. So who, who replaced him? Is it Chapman? Licky. Licky's been great. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find something. I had something about... I had something about Licky... Fucking check my Twitter. Wiki's been like really, 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 really good. And he's just been, oh, I'm just scrolling through a bunch of Queen Elizabeth memes and my Twitter bookmarks. Yo, let's acknowledge Queen Elizabeth. Lizzie couldn't stick it out for four more years. Stupid ass bitch. That's crazy. That's crazy. I hope that, I hope that that got caught up. Anyway, 2.72 ERA. This season, I think he's had one of the better ERAs in like the past couple of months. Efros, Scott Efros, 
he's very okay. much there. Yeah. He was a good pickup from the Cubs, right? That that was yeah, was yeah he's been he's been very good from, from the Cubs. So uh yeah, well what do we, what do you think about the Dodgers, Nick? Well, what's going on here? I mean, I have a hard time picking against them. I'll say that because you look up and down the entire roster. I mean, it's it anybody who looks at it is gonna be like, holy shit, right? Um Except but me. the Dodgers the Dodgers have that playoff history. Um that lingers very much uh, offensively first. I mean, it's kind of where you start. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman at the top of the lineup. Trey Turner doesn't really show up in big games, uh, which I'm not going to talk about now, but in a future episode has to do with what I think about him being a free agent. Uh, and then you have Will Smith. Uh, you've got I, – I think Cody Bellinger is going to be our starter in center. Uh and you know what? He struggled last year in the regular season and then picked it up in the playoffs. So I think that's what we're hoping for. Um, Trace Thompson is starting for us in left field, especially because Chris Taylor right now is dealing with a neck injury. Um, but Trace Thompson's also been really good. So he deserves it. Justin Turner really got going in the second half of the season. Uh, and, you know, Joey Gallo had a nice first month here, but since then he really cooled off big time. But he's on the playoff roster because we just – don't like don't have someone else that's better than him right now um we could have gone with our young prospect miguel vargas but i don't think we want to throw the guy in there right away uh pitching uh julio orias to me is my game one starter he's been our ace this year all right shut up lucas Lickey since 2021 among relievers 23rd in war 25th in era 31st in strikeouts 19th in innings pitch okay Carry the fuck out. Um, so going back to the Dodgers rotation, Julio Orias, while it's not official yet, is gonna be the game one starter, in my opinion. He's uh because your game one starter, you want him to be your game five starter as well, just in case, and he can bounce mid. back better than Kershaw. He's uh, so Kershaw is gonna be game two, and then Tyler Anderson, game three, and then actually Tony Gonsolin is gonna be game four because he's coming off the arm injury. So we kind of want to, like, ease him back in it. We don't want him to be, like, top of the rotation innings either guy. And then bullpen, Craig Kimbrell has struggled, and I think he's going to make the roster anyways. Uh, but I think Andrew Heaney is going to move over to the bullpen as, like, a multiple innings type of guy out of the bullpen. Uh, Kimbrell will be on it, but he's only going to be in for a few games. And then the back end of our bullpen has been really good uh, for the past month. Chris Martin, Evan Phillips, Alex Vesia. Caleb Ferguson, I, I know these are a lot of no-namers, but, like, it's been really good. So, you know, I like the team. It's probably the most confident I've been with them in a while. Um, but you never know. It's the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Yankees in three. They don't even need a fourth game. That's going to do it for us, I'm Micah Fleischman. And I'm Nicholas Bear. Thank you for listening to this week's episode or this millennium's episode of the Baseball Plug Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, fucking wherever you get your podcasts other than, than Google Podcasts because I don't really like that. And um, I can't seem to get it to work. I don't really know why. It's another story for another time. Check out our blog, thebaseballplugpodcast.com. Um, Instagram, msf0416 underscore. Follow me or, you know, don't, I guess. Uh, Twitter, Micah, M-I-C-H underscore 0416 also.
follow me or doesn't matter. Yeah, and for me on Twitter, you can follow me at Nicholas Bear Seven N I C H O L A S B A E R. And then on Instagram, remember this is only like the second time we've done this since I changed my name on Instagram. It's Nicholas underscore Bear Zero Zero. So that's that's the Instagram now. The Instagram has been changed for Nick. Alert the authorities. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out.